Greetings and welcome to Disrupt Your Day with Batula Sankar Singh. I am the CEO and founder of Vision Ready. Disrupt Your Day brings you the struggles, stories, and success of entrepreneurs to learn from and disrupt your day. everyone. Welcome to Disrupt Your Day. I am your host, Petula Sankar Singh. And today we have the wonderful Andrew, um, another one of our amazing entrepreneurs who is going to share his story, his struggles, and his success with you today to learn and hopefully um, grow from yourself. Andrew, thank you for joining us today. Uh, We're happy to have you. How are you doing? Hey, I'm happy to be here, Petula. Um, Thank you for having me. And I'm excited to share with you and your audience. Oh, perfect. So today, you know, we're disrupting your day, (laughs) hopefully, and everyone else's. Um, And we would like you to just start um, and share what you'd like um, on your entrepreneur journey, your stories, your struggle, and your success. Absolutely. Uh, Turn it over. Got Well, I'll start with what I do as far as um, company-wise, entrepreneurship-wise. I started Expanding Wallet. It's a company that I created when um, I just kind of looked at what was going on in the world leading Mm -hmm. up to coronavirus and the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And when I was looking at statistics, it was just showing how many people were living paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. And that number over the years kept getting worse and worse. And then you have the pandemic hit. And that number obviously went up even more. I think now we're over 50%. Last I saw was about 58% of Americans living paycheck to paycheck. Wow. And I'm sure, you know, that's probably not just only America, but probably globally, um, you know, it's it's probably harder for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And um, also what really inspired me to start the business was when I saw that suicide was going up. Oh, wow. Especially with younger people. Mm -hmm. And so... um, the numbers of suicide was going up and that, you know, really shows like people are giving up hope. And that's sad to me. Um, Mm -hmm. The the potential there, especially um, young adults to be committing suicide. Um, And actually um, while I was in New York this past weekend, I got a call right before I was going to give a speech. Yeah. A friend of mine um, committed suicide. Oh no, Um, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. So I'm still kind of, like, you know, not exactly sure how to deal with that loss. It's so fresh. Um, just mm-hmm. found out two days ago. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, this is real. And, uh, and that yeah. person, um, very happy person. I was actually shocked, um, you know, but uh, for whatever the reason, um, you know, it, it's happening. Mm-hmm. And so I created Expanding Wallet because um, when I look back on my life, um, mm-hmm. the past struggles, obstacles mm-hmm. I've overcome, I felt like I was built to help. And yeah. so, I created Expanding Wallet really to do two things. One, to help people gain the skills um, to create generational wealth and to fill kind of this financial education gap that we have in the school systems. Right. And if your parents didn't teach you those things, you know, you won't have that understanding. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing was more of the inspirational side, um, you know, going after your big dreams, because I believe that there are three reasons that we don't go after our big dreams. And it's that first, we don't believe we have enough money. Mm-hmm. We don't believe we have enough time. And then the third is that we simply just don't believe in ourselves. 
enough mm-hmm. to go after them. Mm-hmm. So really helping people to believe, right, um, is, is a key factor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as far as my life and kind of like the steps leading up to everything and my mm-hmm. journey. So um, my mom was an immigrant. I'm mm-hmm. an immigrant. Um, I was born in Jamaica. I came to the U.S. when I was very young, mm-hmm. uh, around three years old. <clears throat> and um, a little backstory on my mom. She grew up on a farm mm-hmm. with seven other siblings. So her parents uh-huh. had eight kids. Mm-hmm. And so she knew about hard work. Before she came to the U.S., she was a teacher for 13 years, oh, bought a house okay. at 21, paid it off at 29. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, one thing that I really think people need to understand and I encourage them to travel and see the rest of the world is that, you know, America's appeal is so great that someone who many might argue had already made it right. She came to the U.S. to start her life over, mm-hmm. started over working for a job, making four dollars yeah. an hour. And I think that she did a lot of that for me, because in a third world country like Jamaica, there's not that many opportunities. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so America has many opportunities. And I think, you know, after she had me, it was, you know, maybe I'm doing well, but, you know, this will be a better opportunity for my son. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And so she started over and became a nurse. But when she came here and and later got um, married to my stepdad and had my sister, Mm -hmm. um, she took care of our family here, but she was also taking care of uh, family members, relatives back home. And so her one income was supporting eight people usually. Oh, wow. And my stepdad got sick. Um, He got diabetes. And so it was very bad diabetes and a couple other things. So his income was never um, consistent. Mm, Okay. And so my mom was always, you know, just working hard. I mean, I would see her work over 100 hours a week usually. (sighs) And it's terrible on your body. It takes a toll Mm -hmm. on you. And so around the age of 15, Mm -hmm. I start self-educating myself on how to manage money, how to invest it. And I was also reading a lot of books on on people who transform their lives and leaders Mm -hmm. around the world. Um, I remember reading Gandhi's autobiography, and that really was eye-opening. W.B. Du Bois' autobiography. And so um, just starting to read at that time was really helpful for me. And so um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, amazing book. Um, yes. And I saw that my mom was like the poor dad. Uh-huh. And I remember saying, you know, you say we can't afford this. We can't afford that. Um, at that time, my mom had actually gone back to school. So not at that time. She was a nurse at that time. But mm-hmm. um, before we moved to Minnesota, she was um uh, taking classes in Florida to to become a nurse and a licensed okay. practical nurse an LPN. And then later she became an RN. But again, she's still taking care of a lot of people and she never knew about investing money really. Mm, mm-hmm. And so many times she had jobs where there was no retirement plan. Mm. Um, it was just, you know, you get your pay, you get your salary and some health benefits covered. And so right. even though she worked all those hours, um, no investments really. Mm-hmm. And so at 15, it's like, well, why don't you start investing in real estate? Right. And my uncle, who was in Jamaica, her younger brother, he had done really well in real estate and said the same thing. And so she got a real estate license. And so I'm a teenager and I'm learning about, um, you know, the MLS. I'm doing kind of helping yes. her on the technical side. She's not very technical. And so I'm like, OK, this is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the big difference is real estate agents are not investors. Right. They don't they're not trained to be investors or trained to be agents to help buy and sell you mm-hmm, know, the transactional mm-hmm. side. And so we end up getting the opportunity to actually work it, uh, 
in Robert Kiyosaki's group of real estate age, uh, real okay. estate investors. Um, he had a courses back then in-person courses. Mm-hmm. And so, um, slowly my mom would take them and they're kind of like a funnel, like what you'd have a digital funnel yes, um, yes. in-person course. And then you pay some money, you get a little bit more and then you pay a lot of money to get a lot more. <laughs> exactly. And even like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, they kind of suck you in. And so, um, but at the same time, you know, that they, they really were educating you on things that you could apply. And mm-hmm. so my mom was paying for these and I got to tag along. She could bring a guest. Um, so um, by 18, I actually get my license to help her out before I go to college. Okay. And then I'm actually learning um, mm-hmm. all of these things. So by, I would say by about 2021, I know how to um, buy rental properties, flip houses. I've got an understanding of how do you do some land development, mm-hmm. um, you know, subplotting and then apartment building. So I, I get all of this different knowledge and now I'm in, in college and I go to school for biomedical engineering. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, you know, deep in my studies at the time, but I'm also planning. And so I'm building up my credit. And so by the time I graduate, I end up buying my first property nine months after I graduate. Oh my God. And that's amazing. Yeah, exactly. And I put that like number one. I didn't buy a new car. I still have my high school car. Um, and so I buy a duplex. Yes, exactly. And uh, most college students were buying new cars. And so you can imagine. And and I, um, you know, I took a little heat because it was like, hey, I was driving this car that was starting to rust a little bit. But I had a plan and mm-hmm. I had a plan and I wanted to pay off my student loan debt. Mm-hmm. And I also borrowed money to renovate the property. So for two years, I was broke. I mean, I yeah. was really broke for those two years. Oh busting my butt to um, just pay off things. And so after, but after those two years, um, by age 26, I'm debt free, all bad debt. I still owe on the property, but all bad Mm -hmm. debt is gone. Yeah. And well, I have to say, Andrew, not to interrupt you, you had a great um, role model model and mentorship. Um, Your mother seems amazing, amazing, amazing. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, just say a couple things though on that, because I will say one thing, um, the part that was also a struggle was school and struggling in school when I was young, um, Mm -hmm. behind in reading, uh, not the best student. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, one thing that I realized was my mom never gave up hope on me. She never said I was dumb. Maybe I do bad on a test, but she always spoke to the greatness, you know, Mm. always said you could do better. And, uh, you know, encouraged me to have more effort. Um, that was one thing. I definitely mm-hmm. got to a point where I was not feeling good about school. Um, mm-hmm. behind on, found out I was behind in reading on a standardized test. And it was a night in the car with my mom mm-hmm. after she found out I failed a social studies exam. An exam I she could have easily passed, but I really didn't put in effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just that look of sadness in her eyes that really changed my life. Because at that point, I said I'd do whatever it took to, to mm. do well in school to make her proud. Aww. And um, yeah, after that moment, um, I was put in special ed, worked with amazing special <laughs> hey, ed Hey, nothing's wrong with that. <laughs> no, for real. And, and I mean, that changed my life. At the time, I mean, it, it didn't, I didn't feel good about it, to be honest with you. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> but only after two years of working with Mrs. Nelson, the special ed teacher, <clears throat> took that same standardized test again. And it showed I was reading three years ahead. The oh my classroom- God. That's excellent. <laughs> exactly. Right. And the classroom teacher had said she'd never seen an improvement like that. She'd never seen anyone go from being a year behind and two years later to excelling and being among the top students mm. in reading. 
And after that year, I was always academically among the top students in any subject, actually. And by the time I graduate high school, I pass out of actual college English. I took the AP test, passed out of that. Mm-hmm. And then um, I, I was graduated with high honors in academically high honors mm-hmm. and then awarded chemistry student of the year and physics student of the year. And so, um, you know, this is part of why I do what I do to, to help people get hope and, mm-hmm. and inspiration because, you know, we have a lot of ability inside of us. Yeah. And you have to work at that every single day Mm -hmm. um, to get better. It didn't, it didn't happen overnight, right? It didn't happen overnight. The results weren't there Mm. right away. Um, but you put in the work. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what, which, what advice would you give to a new entrepreneur, um, starting, uh, when you say put in the work, like what Mm -hmm. would you advise them like to do and, you know, some learning lessons and some advice you would give them? The first thing I would say is understand your why. Mm-hmm. Understand why you're doing that. This your why you're starting your business. Right. Because even when I started this business last year, I knew what my, my why was. And and you need that strong, that strong why, that strong yeah. drive, because the entrepreneurship journey is not an easy journey. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> right? It takes definitely some resilience and grit. <laughs> exactly. And it's uh, and if you and if you think about it, right, we want the the idea of entrepreneurship is amazing. It's mm-hmm. freedom. Right. But mm-hmm. at the same time, the cost of freedom sometimes is, is having um, directionality. Right. Are you yeah. heading in the right direction? And for me, it's not so much how long is it going to take? It's am I heading in the right direction? Right. Right. Like if that's the direction for me and that's where I need to head, then that's fine. You know, if it's mm-hmm. going to take a while. But but I, I don't want to be heading in the wrong direction. And there's exactly. a Tibetan proverb that I like. And it says, you know, no matter how far in the wrong direction you've had, always yeah. turn back, always turn oh, back. <laughs> always. <laughs> I like it. I like yeah. it. Oh, that's some great stuff. So any hard learning lessons for yourself as an entrepreneur, but still <clears throat> building your brand? Yeah, still pretty early on building the brand. And um you know, some, there were definitely some hard lessons, uh, especially in the beginning. Uh, in the beginning was really tough, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to, to creating the website. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I decided because I was still working and I'm still working now, actually still building the business part time while working full time. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I hired a company that was a big name company. Yeah. Um, they promised they could create the website pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so about a month, you know, two weeks of kind of planning and then two weeks of them creating your website. And <clears throat> they create the website yeah. and it's not, it's not necessarily all functional. Um, so the plan is they create the website and then they train you on how to manage the website, which is amazing, right? Cause right. eventually you want to have that knowledge. And so, um, you know, the problem though, is that it's not, it's not aligned with my vision. Mm. Um, they kind of gave me a cookie cutter kind of thing, said oh. I was a financial planner, this and that things that were not necessarily accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I would say it's very important to understand your vision, your goals, mm-hmm. like understand who it is that you are, mm-hmm. like, because when you understand who you are, then now everything that you put your hand on, everything, your brand, right. That Mm -hmm. needs to represent you or represent your vision or both. Yes. And so, um, that first week, actually I delayed making the website public 
and we did a two hour training and he mm-hmm. recorded it. And, and I remember just feeling overwhelmed, honestly. Mm. Um, I am a technical person. I work in the, I, as an IT consultant, Yeah. but um, you know, this was something I had never done. And so I had to be strategic with it. I had to watch that video mm-hmm. and I had to like, basically take notes and bookmark yeah. where each thing was so that when I started to do things on the website, I could just go back to minute 240. This is where we talk about how to change the first, you know, the homepage. Yeah. Oh my God. And, don't even talk to me about technology. I right. feel like I've been going through technology hell for like a year. And that's what it's like as an entrepreneur. Um, especially now there's so much technology, social media, there's so much to learn. And so you've got to be really strategic with it. And so I forced myself to calm myself down. Yeah. And, and really watch this video and take notes. And so even though it was like two hour long video, it actually took mm-hmm. me about four and a half hours mm-hmm. because I'd pause it. I'd write down the notes, the timestamp of when it was. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that that was really the first day. And then the next days were really just going at it and working on the website. And then I'd have some questions and they'd kind of answer my questions. Um, mm-hmm. And there were some things I found that I wanted done that he, he didn't show in the video and he actually went uh, in and did them or told mm-hmm. me so. Um, you know, it was a lot of a lot of that. And that first week was really rough because it was tied to a workshop I was doing, um, mm. a virtual workshop I was launching. And I wanted the website to be ready yeah. in time for that. So the thing I would say to entrepreneurs, like I said, is is don't compromise yourself, right? Yeah. Um, I could have easily have just have said this is good enough. Um, you know, keep it that way. I don't know the technical part, we'll just run with it. Mm -hmm. Um, and don't do that. I I think that it's more work up front. Yeah. It's harder. Yes, yes, indeed. But at the end of the day, you will feel more fulfilled. And I think Mm -hmm. that it will get across. Um, I'll just say too, watch like Steve Jobs interviews. Watch Elon Musk interviews. These yes. are two people who are very visionary type of leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you study them and you see the way that they move, it's very different than most mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. But you will feel very fulfilled if you can move like them. That's very interesting. That's a good tip there. So have you also found with that journey with the technology, it's hard to find good people to work with when you're building your brand. And that's where, (laughs) that's where you're like, don't give up. It's going to (laughs) happen. Man, uh, we didn't get into all my real estate stuff, but yes, I've had experiences in real estate where, you know, building a team uh, is very important to me. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the things uh, I'm kind of touched on my, my, my work aspect, but sometimes you have to first uh, follow before you lead. Yes. Um, and, and for me, I was fortunate enough to work in a small company, at least when I started 10 people, one office. Mm-hmm. And over the years and nine years, I've seen them grow to six offices with many more employees. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I sat next to the owner. Right? Ah, so I positioned okay. myself by the by the leader of the company. Yes. And, you know, I, I learned a lot from him. We had many discussions over the years on on building a company. And so, yes, I would say that that team you know, mm-hmm. who you put on your team, especially in the beginning when it's yeah. small and they're going to have a very big impact, right? Every, if you have a team of five people or four mm-hmm. people, right? If you have four people, that's 25%, right? Each person. Um, and so, you know, whatever they do is very impactful. And so it's really important 
And what I found in life is that yeah. you spend a lot of time um, understanding and being very selective about who you bring aboard. Oh, yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Thank you for sharing that. So success, success looks different for everyone, right? Um, And, you know, some people are, you know, they look at it for monetary or they look at it as I, you know, was able to meet this obstacle or what, however, how would you define success for you as an entrepreneur right now? That's really good. For me, I really want to touch people's hearts. Oh, um, uh-huh. It's not just to just say, okay, here are some <laughs> skills. You're going to make yourself rich by using these skills. Right. I think that we need more great leaders in the world. And one of the things is if you are struggling just to make ends meet, you know, mm-hmm. you you can't even help yourself right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, um, <clears throat> and I see a lot of people with amazing potential um, yeah. and they just need some guidance. And yeah. so, Um, You know, for me, having a company where I can share my experiences, share my knowledge, Mm -hmm. um, both both from the financial part and then also the inspirational part. And and the biggest thing in life, I would say, is to continue Mm -hmm. to grow. Um, For me to do this wasn't necessarily easy because I had to look at myself and ask, what areas do I need to grow in? And in order for my business to grow, I need to grow. And so, um, you know, what I would say, probably my biggest success was actually something that someone messaged me and said, oh, okay. Um, because I still feel like, you know, you've only like, there's only maybe 10% of what's in here of what Mm -hmm. I want to get out there. Yes. yes. And, uh, it was a mother who, um, one of my biggest growth areas, um, how, (laughs) how I know this person is, um, when I was young and I moved to Minnesota, Mm -hmm. um, I would read, we'd have to read out loud for the class. Mm-hmm. And I struggled with reading, but I also had a, a much more noticeable accent at the time. Ah, okay. And so the students would laugh when I re- read. Aww, yeah. And so public speaking, you know, every, anytime, even in college, if I had, if I could avoid it, I would try to talk as little as possible in front of everyone. Yeah. And so I knew that I would need to, to talk in front of the camera, do interviews like this, do yeah. social media videos, right? Yeah. And part of my business is interviewing people as well. And, and I have a YouTube channel where I share the interviews and educational information. And the biggest success actually came from someone who was in a public speaking course with me. I'm a certified public speaker now, okay. um, Les Brown. Uh, I put myself in the fire to become a public speaker and to learn and to get more comfortable in front of the camera. And this person saw me and heard some of my speeches from then mm-hmm. and started to follow me on YouTube. And during the 4th of July this year, mm-hmm. she brought her, her sons with her to visit her mother. Yeah. And she said, we binge watched all of your interviews and some of your educational content on YouTube. And I was blown away. And we sat there and we took notes because we had oh never heard God. some of these things. That is amazing. Well, I think that's definitely a success. <laughs> right. Oh my God. You know, because you never know if people are really paying attention or listening exactly. and seeing your stuff. But oh my God, that's amazing. And so, to get an email like that, right? That makes yes. your day. You oh never God, know. You I'm get sure. some likes, you get a few comments, but you know, that really made my day. Oh, that's amazing. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for sharing your story, um, your struggles, as well as your success. Um, I 
know many of the entrepreneurs on our platform will get some great learning tips from you. Uh, definitely check out Expanding Wallet um, and follow Andrew on his journey uh, yeah. in um, leaving that full-time job and becoming <laughs> um a full-time entrepreneur, right? Um, Eventually, yes. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to have you back on when you make that one, right? So okay. I like to um, end each call with a toast to you um, and toasting to all your success with a glass of wine. Um, for you, and, and to pair a, a wine varietal with what I found uh, was um, close to your personality, but in like our first conversation, um, I felt like you're very um, laid back that you go with the flow, but you're very powerful and you bring plenty of ideas and values to the table. Um, and I think you're going to continue to do that. And it kind of ties into your speaking because you do uh, ending to the end. And I didn't even know that. <laughs> and so you're the classic wine, which is a Merlot. Uh, Merlot mm -hmm. is like your go-to red wine that people go to and just to go with the flow. So with that said, I want to toast with you. If you could raise your glass of wine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> I... Okay, there we go. I just got it ready now. Yeah. All, right. All right. Perfect. So cheers to you, Andrew, cheers. and to your success, um, more success in the future. And thank you for being a part of this um, interview with us today. We look forward to, again, following your journey and hopefully having you back on at a later date. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. It. Cheers. Thank you for listening. Make sure and subscribe to our podcast. For the latest entrepreneur buzz, sign up for our e-newsletter. Link in description. Remember, success is like a hangover. Cheers. <laughs>